Welcome to Mr. Bait and Switch. Ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Each of these stories is written to reflect on life-giving insights, but you have to figure out what the insight is that will keep you alive. For more information and reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. And now, let's get to our next story. Ghosting, written by J. Thomas Sparrow and read by Geraldine Hoxie. Sitting at the hotel bar by himself, Gene noticed Leanne working on her computer at a nearby table. Can I buy you a beer? She answered, no, but I'll take a scotch and soda. She had nursed her way through a rum and coke, giving her the energy she needed to finish her monthly expense submission. It turned out to be a blessing in disguise that Jean's wedding ring was at the jeweler's for repair. He told her he was recently divorced. She told him that she had never been married because she was always too busy at work. Jean thought that Leanne had the most joyful laugh. One drink later, they went their separate ways. In the morning, though, they saw each other at breakfast and exchanged emails and phone numbers. Jean, of course, only gave her his office information. They met three other times before they became lovers. A couple months after that, Jean received an email from Leanne that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She wrote, You are the rock to keep me stable. You are the person who brings me joy and hope. It was too much for Jean. He thought it prudent not to respond to the note. So he ghosted her. There were other emails, a series of texts, and five voicemail messages. Jean did not answer any of them. Then the relationship died, or at least one member of it, painfully quick over the course of 13 months. Jean had no idea of the torment Leanne suffered through, how his disappearance plagued her right up until the day of her lonely death. Just after the passing, Jean was stamping a few letters using the office machine. Although there was a rule against using this machine for personal mail, Jean was careful to mix his business mail in with his birthday card to his sister. As he stamped the envelope to his sister, Leanne came into the room. She was wearing a soft white dress, and her long black hair was out of control, just the way Jean liked it. She caught Jean's eyes, raised her own eyebrows, and strutted out of the office. Jean normally loved this kind of attention, and he was excited because she looked good. But co-workers might have seen what just happened. She shouldn't have come to my office, he thought, even if she is feeling better. Yet he hoped he would see her again soon. The next week, Jean was doing something that he did about once a month. He was taking a hooker to dinner. This month, her name was Polly. For Jean, the best part was that he had devised a way to expense the dinner. She was a potential client. The dinner would be reimbursed by his company, and the hooker gave him 50% off her services. Polly had gone outside to smoke a cigarette when Leanne walked over to the table and sat down in Polly's seat. Leanne put her finger to her lips and then pointed at him. Don't say a word. 
Just listen. I want you to know that I have been watching you, following you. I've got my eye on you. But don't worry. I'll be business discreet. With that, she got up and seductively strolled out of the restaurant. Gene wanted to get up and follow her, but he had a business arrangement with Polly. There was money involved. Business before pleasure, he said to himself. He had his way with Polly in the back of his car and went home to his wife. The next day, Gene was in the restroom at the office. He did a little trick that he enjoyed, which was to urinate a tiny bit on the floor in front of the urinal that he knew his boss always used. It gave him a chuckle. Laughter rose up in that marbled bathroom from one of the stalls. It was Leanne's laugh, sheer delight. Gene had that sound embedded in his head after their nights together. He zipped up and turned toward the stalls. There was the laughter again, muffled this time. His mind buzzed. Afternoon delight. In the men's room. While he was on the clock. This was a good day. Crazy, but good. Gene opened one of the stall doors. No one was there. He let it swing shut. The squeak of the door echoed in the bathroom. He opened another door. No one was in any of the stalls. Gene was alone and walked out of the washroom disappointed and confused. The next week, he was coming back from the office at 11.30 at night. He was exhausted but had a sense of accomplishment. Once again, he would be the top salesman of the company. He had gotten into the sales program on his boss's computer. Once in, he used his statistical method of adjusting the sales numbers by never more than a half percent. He knew the report summary used whole numbers and rounded up and down. He took 0.2 from Bob and 0.4 from LaShonda, 0.4 from Larry, and so on and so forth, and added them to his numbers. His fellow sales staff never had their whole numbers changed, but they lost a percentage here and there, and all that they lost was his gain. This self-made sales winner had just turned on to Ravine Street when he heard a little rustling in the back of his car. A hand came out of nowhere and touched his shoulder. Jeed screamed and swerved the car onto the shoulder of the road. Leanne laughed. She managed to pull herself between the seats to get into the passenger seat. Did you miss me? Jean steered back onto the road. He said, oh my God, you are crazy. You nearly scared me half to death. She said, sorry, but I really did want to see you again. Leanne moved toward him and kissed his neck. Should I pull over? No, there's no time for that. I want you to know that I did love you but I am here to tell you goodbye. You have come to the end of the road and look where it's gotten you. The car missed the turn and went through the edge of the guardwell and plunged into the ravine, crashing through the forest and abruptly stopping at a 90-year-old oak tree. After the crash, there was the sound of steam exiting the cracked radiator. Leanne effortlessly exited through the shattered windshield, but then leaned back into the car. Sweetie, now you will be able to see everything clearly. But I am afraid I won't be able to see you 
anymore. Gene had a tree branch stuck through his chest. He could hear Leanne speaking. She looked like an angel. He started to say something. His mouth moved, but he had no breath. His life began to flash before his eyes. Slowly, despair took hold of his heart. Thanks for listening to Mr. Bait and Switch, ghost stories to keep you and your organization alive. Remember, to see reflection and discussion questions, go to spacepainter.com. This podcast is brought to you by Resounding Source Audio.